episode of Graveyard Sessions, a podcast about artists and their creative process. Uh, Right now, I am about to release my second album, uh, Old Kentucky Light, and uh, since this podcast was inspired by my uh, conversation with myself about how I wrote the songs on my first album, Revelation, Um, I will then do the same thing for the album Old Kentucky Light, which will be released on September 16th. I have two singles out right now, uh, one called Water, one called Silver Linings. Uh, There will be one coming up in a couple weeks. And um, I'm really excited for you to hear these things. You can find all these all these sounds and songs on all the usual streaming platforms, including YouTube, where I have uh, two videos out, Old Kentucky Light and Water. And today I'm going to be talking about water or the water, as it's properly entitled. Um, That song I'm going to be talking about today, about what uh, inspired me to write it. Um, This one... This song, The Water, holds a special place in my heart. Um, It is, uh, I wrote this a few years ago. I never knew if it would see the light of day. I didn't even know if it would have any value to anyone else. But when I wrote it, I had written the song... um, Another, the first long form song I'd written called Snakes in the Snow that is on Revelation. Uh, and I also uh, re recorded it uh, as a single that you'll be hearing sometime over the next six months. Um, I have a real love for long form songs, folk songs like, you know, the Scottish ones and the Irish ones, like Barbary Allen. And the ones you hear um, that come, you know, also come from Appalachia or came through Appalachia from those places, England, Scotland, Ireland. Um, I have a real weak spot for those kinds of long form songs. And, uh, and those kinds of songs inspired, I'm sure, the long form songs of Bob Dylan, probably my favorite Bob Dylan song, which I probably mentioned in um, some of my other podcasts about what inspires my songwriting and music is um, uh, the Bob Dylan song called Lily Rosemary and the Jack of Hearts. I, I just love that song. It, it just, it's a song that goes on and on and on. And it's a story you can't stop listening to, or at least I can't stop listening to. Um, but it sort of has the same kind of form as these long ballads. It is a ballad, but uh, it's a little more filmic, or maybe not. It's yeah, it's not true. It's it, the other songs are too, um, and um, 
I really, when I started writing songs, I really had a desire to write those long songs. And because I'm a storyteller, I've been writing stories for a very long time. And um, to me, it's very exciting to hear music where there's a long story told. Um, I have spoken about, I recall, talking about The Wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald. And that song, um, I've been listening to that since it was released in 75, maybe. Um, and even as a child, uh, I was sort of obsessed with the images from that song, even though I couldn't quite understand what was going on. I mean, I knew it was a shipwreck, but shipwreck, but I didn't know, you know, what these circumstances were, how, you know, there's, you just don't know things when you're a kid, but I, I would never forget that that hook, uh, musically or, um, some of those images. And, um, that's such a long song. I think it's probably seven, eight minutes, but I never can stop listening. When that song starts, I never want to stop, like turn it off because I just want to hear it again and again as one of those tales. And that's the kind of song I really, I always love to write that song. Uh, and um, I'm always also really fascinated by how you bring a listener through a song like that where they just become transfixed. And the reason I, I feel that is because I love and appreciate it so much when I get into a story, whether I'm reading it, whether it's being read to me or told to me, whether it's just some, a story a friend is telling me or, um, or uh, it's a movie I'm watching or TV show I'm watching, anything that where a story is presented and I become transfixed and obsessed that place where everything around me just sort of evaporates and I am just one with the story. That's one of my favorite places to be. And, um, um, sorry, I thought I had turned my phone off and still it's making a noise. Um, so if it makes a noise again, I'm sorry. I, I don't quite understand my phone in full here. I mean, really, who does? Um, so um, I, anyway, here I am again. So I, uh, I love that place in a story where, where you're just completely fascinated and there's, you don't have to think about anything for a few minutes but that story. That was really something, since I love that space so much, um, it was really important to bring that to my songwriting and aspire to that. So after I wrote <clears throat> Snakes in the Snow, um, and I wrote that, you know, while I was recording Revelation, um, I I enjoyed writing that so much and recording it so much that I was like I just want to keep doing this so I I don't know how the song the water came like what was the initial thought but I wrote that 
again, it, it was a song that kind of popped out of me. And the song is about this creek that uh, when I used to live in Montana, in Belgrade, Montana, and I lived out in um, uh, near an old ranching community. And there was a trailhead, and my dogs were pups, and they needed lots of walks. And I'd take them up this trailhead that was at the base of this ma- these mountains called the Bridger Mountains. Anybody who's lived out around there knows where that is. And this is such a beautiful uh, area, just idyllic, really spectacular and unforgettable. And uh, I'd take the dogs up there, let them get their running around done. And um, after this rocky field of tall grass and rocks in the springtime, we'd go up and you'd hit a creek. And it was, I loved this creek because it was like every creek you'd, if you said the, like, if you said to me, define what a creek is, this is the creek I would define to you, where the river, the water was rushing down it, and but you could jump over it easily. And that's what this was. It was just this, like, this, like, deep crevice in the earth where the water that had run off, the winter runoff had run off of the Bridger Mountains, which were huge, and... um this cold, cold water was running down this creek, and you could feel the cold. It was just beautiful. You could feel the temperature coming off of this river if you never touched it. And I kind of was obsessed by that river. And at the time, the only way I could put it best is there was just a lot of emotional static in my life. There was a lot of a lack of clarity in my thoughts um, in my conscious mind at that time. And, um, I, uh, I don't know. I wasn't doing much meditating. I wasn't doing a lot of yoga or anything that kind of brought me into my body, but, uh, I loved this Creek very much. And something told me one day on one of my walks to just sit down by it, just sit there. And I did, and um, I, I just, I don't know, I just, you know, I, I, sometimes with a meditation practice or something, it take me a little bit to get back into it. But I sat down there and just listened to that creak, which was so loud, it was an overwhelming sound, like you could hardly hear a bird, a bird singing. That's how loud it was and um, kind of overwhelmed, surrounded you you know, to where you were just, it just was louder even than your thoughts. And um, I found I, w- I felt really peaceful, deeply deep. I found a great deal of peace by that river. And at the time, my life was not very peaceful at all. And it's sort of as if it kind of reached out to me. And I, I you know, I, I went up there quite a bit, but I didn't go up there a whole lot, but I never, ever, like that river really became a part of me that particular time, and I always loved it very much, and it was even cool in the wintertime when it was just completely frozen around it, and there was water 
still running under under the ice. It's just really incredible. Um, so I don't know. I just was always a part of my life in Montana, even if I didn't see it. And so I don't know um, how I found that river or that creek when I was there trying to figure out the next song to write. I, I, I might have sort of said, okay, I want to write another long form song. I don't know what about. And then I guess those lines just came to me. The water saved my life. It's whole world in one wonder. And, and, and that was it. And, um, really, truly, I, I don't know how that song came to me. Um, and I didn't even know how, and I just, it came to me and I just kept writing it and writing verses and writing verses and writing verses. Um, the song you hear on, um, old Kentucky light, the, that version is pretty much the only version it's ever been. I think I might've, uh, rearranged some of the verses, uh, so that, so that it was a little, you know, made a little more sense and continuity, but I don't think I even edited anything. And, uh, you know, once again, it was a long form song that I, uh, I really enjoyed. It was very gratifying to have written that. Um, and then, uh, when we were putting together, uh, songs for Old Kentucky Light. Steve texted me one day, do you have any other lyrics laying around that you could send send me? And I was like, well, I could send him this. I don't know. I, I hadn't even looked at it in a year and a half, a couple years. I, I could send him this, but I doubt he's going to go for this. So I did. And he said he was standing on the subway platform. He's like, oh my God. He's like, send me a demo. So I did. And... um and then, you know, I, I mean, it's always, you know, the songs that aren't that big of a deal to you are always the ones people really, really like the best. The ones that's, I've noticed the ones I love the most are not the ones that people like the best. It's just, it's so funny. It really, that kind of, for me works as a rule. I don't, I don't know why. Um, <laughs> but, I, and I like that. Look, I like all my songs, but I, I, I really didn't think that song was going to, um, no pun intended, hold water, hold water. Um, I just felt it might be too abstract or, uh, you know, the song is about that Creek and, and how it kind of saved me that day kind of was injected itself into my life at the time, which was very, uh, tenuous and tense and, um, little scary. Uh, it was about a relate and it was about, I, I guess I, I wrote it at a time when I was, uh, ending a relationship with someone, with someone with whom I could not get closure with them personally. Um, it was just too, uh, risky. So I, to have an actual conversation with them, and I knew that we would never, we would never have that conversation, uh, probably ever. And that, that's hard. It's hard to accept that when you have 
when you've had a very integrated life with each other. So, um, I, I don't know how I concluded that the river was, was the salve for that in that song. And it's all in that song, you know, uh, what will you do and where will you go and where shall I go? What will I a whole life destroyed on river's wings? I flew to that land of hope where salvation knows all hearts beat as one. And where will you go and what shall you do? Um, can you stop being alone? Will you ever be free? Now I love myself anew, love myself without you. The river told me that was true. Um, yeah, so, you know, uh, I just didn't think, I, I didn't think it would make any sense at all except to me. And I wrote that song really uh, just to make myself feel better about that situation uh, from which in a way there really was no feeling better. Uh, there was no way that I was going to feel better. I just had to move ahead. And that's what that song was about. And, and it was me, you know, figuratively asking the river to help me move on. Um, and you know, nature does that for me. Um, and nature has that power. And I found that, um, Montana, like as far as the nature there went, it was probably the most powerful place I've, I've ever felt nature. Um, it's just, it's ready to become a part of your life. I, I can't explain it. Um, and I've li I'm born and raised in Southern Virginia with the Blue Ridge Mountains. I mean, I grew up around it all and I've never felt experienced nature like that. It was just really something. Um, the nature in Montana. So anyway, Steve liked it. And we took it to Walter Parks, who helped me um, arrange it, who arranged it. And um, uh, and then he and I could only Zoom, uh, Zoom as we were working on the song. And um, he, uh, I was listening to the way he'd sing it back to me and I would just hear his voice and I'd be like, God, that would just be beautiful if we did harmonies on this together. He has such a beautiful and interesting voice. I really heard that. So I, I said to, you know, I, I said, um, I invited him to do a duet with me. And so we did on the recording and that's what you hear. And his voice sounds so beautiful. It really came out beautifully. Um, in terms of his singing, um, and, and the whole, the whole song, it, it just really lent itself to a whole feeling. Uh, and then Paul Story, the filmmaker made that beautiful video. Um, he really got the essence of it. I really loved, and then making that video is brutal. It was, um, it was like 20 degrees out with a wind chill factor of 20 miles an hour or something. Whatever the wind chill factor is at that point, <laughs> it doesn't matter how fast. It was, it was fucking cold. <laughs> and uh, I, I was Lady Snow. I was Lady Winter in that video, which somehow was so appropriate. Um, and I, it came out really beautifully. It was good. It, 
it all went, it was all really good uh, the way that that um, came together. Some things just do, they are meant to be and uh, they find their way. You don't really have to try. They just kind of, you just kind of like sit back and they find their timing. I, um, I, I, you know, that song is one of those songs and I'm very, very proud of it because for many reasons, and that's one of them. Um, but also the long form of it, um, that's just what that song is, is, is what makes me proud to be, um, proud of my work that, you know, and I don't even really feel like I do that much. I feel like uh, these songs are given to me by greater forces. <laughs> and uh, I just happen to have spent enough time writing and listening to music in my life that I can um, step away and, and, and let it come through, you know. Um, um, and that's what you hear. I, I really hope you enjoy the song and you enjoy the video. Um, it, if you love this project, you love any of these songs or anything, you want to get the vinyl or CDs, um, you know, you can go to my website, laratalman.com. You can get those things. Uh, I think everything will be up and running for that after September 1st. So, um, please keep an eye out. I love to share my music, uh, with you. That's why I make it is to share it and to, uh, connect. So, uh, I will be playing you the water when this is, when I have shut up and, uh, uh, you know, also go check out Walter Parks's work, um, he has uh, got a great band right now called The Unlawful Assembly, but also Walter Parks. You can find out more about him on Instagram, uh, and uh, that'll direct you to all of his work. And you can find him on all streaming platforms and YouTube and so forth. He's involved in some really cool stuff. So um, without further ado, here is The Water. And thank you for listening today and hope you have a really beautiful day.
Without you, never told. 